0: Welcome to the Utah Women in Leadership podcast. I'm Dr. Susan Madsen, founding director of the Utah Women in Leadership Project at Utah State University with the mission of strengthening the impact of Utah girls and women. Now, recently, UWLP, the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity, and the Cox-Henderson administration have worked together on an inspiring initiative to identify and highlight 100 Utah companies that do a great job of championing women. And as part of this podcast, I'm highlighting many of these companies on their policies, programs, and initiatives that support families and advance women. And today, we are spotlighting Weave. Now, Weave is changing how small businesses can communicate, operate, and grow through an all-in-one platform, one place for every customer interaction. So I'm pleased to welcome Brooke Shreve, Chief People Officer, and Erin Goodsell, Chief Legal Officer. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Susan. Happy to be here.
0: Great, Brooke. I'm going to start with you. Can you take a few minutes and introduce us to Weave, and also introduce us to like how many employees you have, and and the gender makeup, and a few things about your company.
2: Yeah. Um. So I'll talk about the um, the employees, and then I'll ask Aaron to talk about the business, just so we can mix it up. But um. So we have a little over 800 employees. Um, We are based in the Lehigh area. We also have remote employees all through the us and then we also have a group of individuals over in india so we have a team there as well um, where we actually just launched our women at weave india chapter so we're super excited about that over in india
0: that's great and tell us a little bit i read that one sentence of what you do but tell us what we've does in in lay person's terms <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so Weave offers phones, two-way texting, payment solutions, digital forms, and other sort of customer engagement and communication tools that ensure that um, our customers are able to communicate in a modern and consistent and efficient manner with their customers and create a great experience for theirs. Most of our, a lot of our customers right now are in the dental, optometry, and veterinarian space, okay. but really any small business that's got an ongoing relationship with its own customers or patients those kinds of businesses are the ones that are using Weave solutions.
0: Thank you so much. And and you're a tech company. We put you in that tech company category, which tends to be more uh, male employees. But I know Weave has been working on on that gender, you know, shaking up that gender makeup. And so tell me tell me where you're at and and some things that you're doing to pay attention to that.
2: Yeah. Um, so we definitely are continuing to move the needle um, and get better and better at it. As it, as you know, we, we watch our benchmarks and we're right within line of the, the Utah benchmarks when it comes to women um, in the tech space. But we still feel like let's keep going um, and we have some work to do. But we... Um, I'll just kind of talk about some of the benefits that we have. And I think first off is just parents. Um, Parents are a big deal here in Utah. And so providing parental benefits to our employees, both male and female. um, One of the biggest things that we do is we do a a sizable baby bonus um, for our employees. And with that, it's the idea of like, hey, you know, you're going to be having spend on diapers and maybe some house cleaning you need. Um, So we want them to use that money to be able to help with that transition, um, be able to take care of their family. And I love that it is for the moms and dads. Um, So even if the the male workers work in here or the female workers, it's for both of them. Um, And then also just mental resources. Um, We continue to realize that mental health is a really big thing um, in Utah. So we want to make sure that we're providing the resources for our people to be able to help with their families So it's not just employee benefits, but it's benefits for them and their family um, to be able to get the resources um, with that. And then also just coaching with financials um, and wellness and providing coaches to be able to help them make sure that they're taking care of themselves, taking care of their financial situations, um, and then therefore taking care of their families and their employment. So it it goes hand in hand. And then just flexible time off um, is another great benefit that we offer employees. We realize that we need to be able to take the time that we need to care for and do the things that we need to do. Also just unwind. And so we want to make sure we're providing that flexible time off. Um, and then the other thing that let's, we let's stop, yeah. stop,
0: there and dig in a little bit, Erin. Yeah. yeah, tell us more about the flexible time off and, and flexibility in general, and how you think that's really connecting connecting to your female employees, and and as Brooke said, males too, right? More more males want this as well, Erin. Uh,
1: yeah, so one of the things that actually attracted me to Weave was our people first culture. It's our motto, you see it everywhere in our building and it it's true, it's not just, it's not just advertising. It's, it's really something that I've seen as I've been here that um, it guides the way that we behave, it guides the way that we treat each other as employees and colleagues and also our customers. And so I think the flexible time off and some of the other benefits that Brooke mentioned that they really fit with that, that we recognize that employees are people they have lives outside of work, and we want to help them with that kind of work-life integration. We want to make sure that we're helping them and supporting them as they take care of, of whatever it is that they've got going in their life. Um, and, and for sure, the flexible time off and flexibility in, in locations if somebody needs to be able to drive a kid to school one day, or if somebody is, you know, has other kind of caretaking responsibilities to really be able to work with managers as appropriate. You know we have business needs depending on people's roles, but I feel like we really do from, from top to bottom at Weath model that we care about our people and, and we care about making sure that they have what they need to succeed outside and, and at work.
0: So I love how your answer really, and in- integrated with the culture. I mean, you can't just have these benefit. I mean, that's people accept benefits, right? But you're saying there's really some alignment then between the culture and then what you're offering. And and do you f- feel like your employees are seeing that connection?
2: Absolutely. We hear a lot of feedback from our employee engagement ser- ser- uh, surveys with just, oh, good, it's about the people. We know that um, people are first here, and that's really important to us.
0: Great, I would love to have um, one of you talk a little bit about the more about the um, women focus like you have an ERG, uh, I know from the application tell tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, Which, I can speak to that. Okay, um, great, Aaron. So so we call them people resource groups, but it is essentially an ERG. Our Women at Weave people resource group is our it's our largest one. We have a variety of oh. them, but that's our largest one. And it's very active. We have a Slack channel that's active where just people can ask questions and ask for help. Um and then we really as a I'm the executive sponsor for that PRG okay. or and um and we have a committee of people that that run it. And this year, and I think they've done this in previous years, but I just joined the company in July. We did a survey to ask people in that group what it is that they need, right? Mm-hmm. What we're here to support women and welcome allies, right, into that PRG as well. So what is it that they need? And we heard really loud and clear um, that the three things that people were looking for were more connections and especially kind of coming out mm-hmm. of a remote environment really person making making personal connections with other people at Weave particularly women but everybody at Weave wants to wants to make connections second was really some leadership training and then third would be more kind of professional skills training so this year we've planned events that kind of meet those three needs so we right. have we have lunch meetups which we do virtual and in person depending on um, what people's needs are. We have um, some social gatherings that are just purely social, purely fun. We had one a couple of weeks ago that was really well attended, did some fun getting to know you games. And then we also have had speakers come on, talk about conflict resolution. We've had people come talk about imposter syndrome. We're coming, we have a personal finance speaker coming in a few weeks to talk about personal finance. So, so some topical, some targeted things. We also, one of the, I think, best things that we've done, um, this is DIA generally, it wasn't specific to the women's PRG, but we did a, an allyship series where you had a couple of people speak about their experiences as, you know, a member of that community, um, especially here in Utah and here at Weave. Mm-hmm. And um, that is so important because, you know, the PRGs aren't just about women helping women, but we need everybody at the company to understand what it's like to be a woman at weave and a woman in Utah and likewise for the other PRGs. So, so some of the events are really focused on the women and helping women get skills and connections. And then some of the events are focused on the company and teaching people at the company how to have more empathy and how to work with and, and support people in the different PRGs. Um, with Brooke also recently started a little bit more focus group that's a women in leadership group. And that's yes. for more of like the manager director level. I'm sure, Susan, you know this from research that that is when many women plateau yes. or drop out. And so, really wanting to take um, a focused look at that group and make sure that they have the resource they need to continue to progress and reach more senior leadership positions. And so, we've had some more targeted events with just that yeah. group as well.
0: And Brooke, talk talk a little bit more about that group because it is different. I mean, I know, you know the research that says that some of the challenges are different, but but having those women network with each other at the same yeah. level it can be powerful. Any other comments about that, Brooke?
2: Yeah, super passionate about this. I think going back into my 20 years um, of employment and one of the things I have found is that, you know, women are in competition with each other. You know, there's a small group of us and we feel like we're, there's very few roles that will be considered for. And so, um, you know, just in my own perspective, I see that there's this competition. And, you know, so I wanted to break down walls and make people, especially at Weave, feel like they have a group of women that they can relate to. Also be more of a mentor to one another, partner, um, being able to just build those relationships to realize that we're not against each other. We are really wanting to be friends and network and help one another. Um, And so that's where it's really Started out as we're all desperate in different departments and different groups and kind of on islands by ourselves in those little groups. Yes. And so to bring us together just makes us so much more powerful. And it has been really exciting. And everybody's been just super grateful that we've been doing it. We had our kickoff network event first quarter, and um, we had somebody come in and lead out an actual networking event. So we you know, getting everybody to talk and talk about the things that they're talking about. And this month, we're doing our next event. And we're going to be talking about our strengths. And how do we talk about our strengths and really opening up and being able to share that without being shy. Um, so we have some really good things lined up this year that will continue those relationships and that networking and really those friendships, um, I think are really important in the workplace.
0: I love that. And I love that you're, you've, paid attention to that because oftentimes especially well not just in utah but this comes from the literature and the research as well that oftentimes when you're not used to seeing very many women in certain roles then it becomes kind of the scarcity mentality because you think oh if this woman leaves then there's only a spot for one more woman when in reality there's a lot of spots (laughs) for a lot more women but we're used to doing that um saying oh there's just you know one more spot, when in reality, we just have to kind of open up into that abundance. So I appreciate you doing that, or talking about that. Any other programs or policies or practices or anything you would want to highlight that we haven't touched on thus far?
1: I'll let Brooke speak to some of the policies. I just, a couple more observations about my time here. One is that, and this isn't a formal program or policy, but it is an attitude that I think is really important. And I think our leadership is very aware. You know, you mentioned when you don't see that many women, and that might have a scarcity of mindset effect. It has a lot of other effects too, right? So I think we're very mindful of who's presenting at company meetings, who's presenting at quarterly business reviews, who's presenting to the board of directors. And are there opportunities to open that up a little bit more, even if it means going maybe more down a level or, or being a little bit more creative about who we get to speak? Because I think it's really important that we number one, give women and other underrepresented groups opportunities to speak. Um, And number two, that we give everybody else the opportunity to see that happening. So I think that there's a lot, quite a bit of thought put into planning those things so that it is the default. If people don't put thought into it, it can end up being a lot of men. Um, But, but I feel like we're quite thoughtful about that. And so that's something that's important to me. I would say that the other, um, the other thing that I see that I love is um, we actually have a parent PRG. um, I love that. I've not seen that at other companies. And I was, you know, even when I first joined, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And what I love about that is that um, in my experience at other places, the women's PRGs become very mom focused and that's fine. Like there's a place for that. But I love that we actually have a parent PRGs where men and women recognize that we're all parents. We all have kids stuff. And the men are very active in that group. They're asking for advice about potty training and (laughs) taking your kids to Disneyland for the first time or on an airplane. And I, I love that. I feel like I've connected with lots of men and women at weave through that group. And then, uh, yeah, those questions can still get asked in the women's PRG, but it kind of gives a little more space in that one to be about a full range, because it's not just motherhood that impacts women. There's a lot of things, right? So that's something else we have that I think is a little bit unique and has had a really positive impact on the culture.
0: I, I like that. You have to be intentional with those things to pay attention because there's a lot of women who are not mothers or are a little bit older like me, and and I don't need to be in those little kid conversations or even teenagers. I mean, I I do because I studied this, you know, girls <laughs> and women, but uh, but that helps open open those conversations. I like how you said that. And Brooke, any other things you would like to highlight? Yeah, I think from just what else we're doing, I think
2: it's important to understand that we're also doing leadership training. So we yeah. really are diving diving deep into allyship and how to be better allies. Um, We did just last year, worked and partnered with Paradigm and did some training with our leaders on allyship. And then as Erin talked about, we've done these um, series, but we've really encouraged our leaders to attend and just watching their faces, just like, wow, these are great. stories and being able to learn from those stories but also we're continuing those conversations and really talking about allyship even this year I don't think we're done like it is one thing that I think in um, especially in the Utah tech space I think allyship whether it's just for women but beyond that right parents and um, color national origin all of the different backgrounds it's an area that we have a big opportunity so we're continuing to educate and put training forth to really bring down um, and make sure that voices are heard and we're, we have voices helping us as we are navigating our space on our day-to-day work. So that's been really important to us. So we're continuing to do that and we're excited about that work as well.
0: Yeah. And just, just know that, you know, the Utah Women in Leadership Project. We're going to be rolling out actually uh, on uh, in June a bolder way forward. You can go to our website and see what we're doing there. But just know that we're we're going to have some more resources by end of year, specific training based on research uh, for male allies specifically, mm-hmm. and some other kinds of things that will be given away to companies around the state mm-hmm. and other groups and families to help. Um, So you'll have to watch for that. uh, that We've, because we want to help support our businesses and our other organizations as well. So that leadership development is so important. um, And for men and women, right, but then having some, some space where women can talk about those challenges, because we know men and women are different, right? (laughs) Um, And there, there's somewhat different challenges and so forth. So, Erin, any other comments?
1: Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Women Leadership Project. You actually are on our list of resources, and um, right. you know we're budget constrained, like anybody. We have dedicated budget to a focused DEI, DEI lead, which I'll let Brooke talk about. It that that I think is a is a big deal for a company to really commit and have a full time employee that that's all they do. But but we're always looking for other resources, so we'll definitely look into that.
0: Great, yeah, talk about that, Brooke.
2: Yeah, so last year, we um, decided that we wanted to continue to have that focus. Um, It's a lot of work to keep these programs going. Um, It's not a, you know, it's a lot of companies, it's somebody's day job and also their night job, you know, in a combination of their other job. Um, And so we wanted to make sure that we put more focus into leading out our DEI. So our person is really focused on making sure PRGs are active and there's um, conversation happening and activities happening, putting um, our allyship series together, putting our training Mm -hmm. together, our communications, um, everything that we communicate comes from inclusion at weave. And so we have a a branding around it as well. Um, So people have a lot of can relate to our our branding within our inclusion that we're doing carrot weave. So it's been great to have somebody more dedicated to the work, um, because it's important.
0: I think that's a an important issue to bring up because, you know, as you're growing as a company, there's a time. A lot of ERGs come out of just extra time. People just want to do it and they put it out there, but you get to a number of things and it's like, it becomes a burden. I mean, it's, it's outside the job. So, but then it's, you know, trying to decide when do you get that full-time person? And, and so that's a gift, you know, in some ways to be able to get that and someone to really be intentional and strategic. And I think a company has to be intentional in this area deciding you know when to bring that other person on but it does yeah. show the commitment yeah when, when a company chooses to do that and yeah. and if it's important and aligned with the culture like Aaron was saying um and it does sound like Erin from what you talked about earlier that it is aligned with the culture
1: yeah I mean you put your money where your mouth is <laughs> it's one thing to say you care about it and it's another thing to fund a role like that's just the reality of a business right?
0: Absolutely. So I have one more question for each of you, uh, Brooke. I'll have you start, and then we'll end with uh, Aaron. And that is, you know, from thinking about and and reviewing the offerings and the strategies that you're using to, to even recruit and retain and and hire and uh, advance women. Uh, from your experiences, what advice would you give to other business owners or other companies based on your experiences, Brooke?
2: Yeah, I would say it's about uh, making sure women are supporting women and giving that space mm-hmm. to support. And I know I talked about it earlier, but women in leadership, right? Um, and making sure that you're breaking down those walls, making sure that you're breaking down the barriers, um, and making sure that you have those fair and consistent processes that um, treat everybody equally. I think is so important. And so I think if we can continue that work, that's going to be really meaningful.
0: Thank you, and Aaron.
1: Yeah, so I have two thoughts here. One is the reality is that most leadership positions in Utah in business and government are held by men. So this is not a problem that women can solve. We have to have our male allies. And so I think the programs like unconscious bias and inclusive leadership training and building allyship and empathy is really, really important. Unfortunately, I think we still have a culture in Utah where men, many men have been taught or, are not taught how to treat women as peers and, and professionals yes. and they're not used to it. They're not bad guys, but they're not used to that. It's new to them. And, and you still hear stories. I still have stories of, of, you know, men refusing to meet one-on-one with a woman mm-hmm. and that we, we can't have that. <laughs> So it really takes getting the men on board and understanding the experiences of women and and being good allies. So that would be my first thing is it's it's a company wide thing. It can't be just on the women to do. But then the secondly, when it does come to women's groups. I mean, I think that if I look back on my career, probably the single most important thing for me, especially earlier and mid career was networks of supportive women who peer peer mentors and also women who were maybe a little bit further down the road but weren't my boss but were people that I could go to when I had a professional question crisis an opportunity that I wasn't sure I was qualified for you know imposter syndrome or even just you know how do I potty train my kid or my son's goldfish died and I'm in the middle of trial what do I do about that? Right. Um, and so having, I benefited so much from a few, just really key women in my life and men too, but really these were women who were there for me, um, and helped me along the way. And my wish is that everybody at weave, every woman at weave has that. And that's really what we're trying to uh, foster with the PRG and the women in leadership where I'm, I'm trying to foster an environment where other women can have that have what I had. And then I would hope that other companies see that too, that women need that they need, they need the peer mentors, they need each other. And so creating opportunities for that to happen um, at their companies is going to be really helpful, I think.
0: Thanks to our guests, Brooke Shreve and Erin Goodsell from WEAVE. And thank you to our listeners for taking the time to join us today on this podcast episode hosted by the Utah Women and Leadership Project at Utah State University in partnership with Utah Public Radio, USU Extension, and the John M. Huntsman School of Business. To learn more about our research, resources, and events, please visit us at utwomen.org. And to learn more about other companies that champion women and the Inspire in Utah initiative, visit inutah.org. Thank you.